Hi, my name is Soraya. And I'm Yasmin, and this is the Soz Not Soz Pod. We're two unapologetic sisters, dismantling mental health stigma, one conversation at a time. Hi, Yas. Hey, what's going on? Not much. Feels like Not it's much. been so long since I last spoke to you. Oh my god, it feels like it's, like, it's been like a whole two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, wild. <laughs> yeah. My God, yes, don't break the fourth wall right now. Oh, sorry. Happy Friday. Yay, everybody. It is currently, <laughs> let me just get out my calendar. It is currently the Two weeks 22nd. from the days. <laughs> oh, no, that's Saturday. Oh, I messed up. <laughs> it's, it, it's two weeks from the day that we are now recording on. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Oh, man. And if you're from overseas, it's probably Thursday. I don't know where you live. Like, live your life. <laughs> you do you, man. You you, you go for the time zone that suits you best, okay? So how you been doing since the last time I spoke to you, Yaz? Mate, in the whole two minutes since the last time I spoke to you, yeah. pretty all right. <laughs> you know? Um, got some water. Oh, yeah. Hydrated. Feeling- I got Feeling more too. hydrated than yep. two minutes ago. Yeah. You know, life is good. Life is Very good. Nice. What about you? Um, yeah, hydrated. Uh, ate something because I hadn't yeah. had dinner. Um, yeah. And yeah, hydrated too from my Yoshi mug. Yeah, that's so, actually a dope, dope Oh, mug. no, I better not say Yoshi because Nintendo might strike us because, you know, Nintendo is shit with their licensing. So, Mention their name. Sponsor us. <gasps> that will never happen. We're not. We're not Even Nintendo a quality. <laughs> a girl can dream. Okay. <laughs> All I want is free Nintendo sixty four cartridges because that shit's expensive. Or better, have a Super Smash Bros. character modeled after us. It could be like a two headed thing. Honestly, I'm a simple being. I just want my Nintendo sixty four games. <laughs> Anyway, doesn't matter. So, (laughs) Yazzie, you want to introduce the topic for us today. All right. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is the concept of disenfranchised grief, which has come up a lot as part of Mm COVID-19. We're also going to be talking about loss of sense of self. Um, sorry, I just got distracted because we're in a Zoom call and sorry, I was dancing and I didn't understand what was happening. I was like, have I forgotten something? Like, no, I, was trying to inter- I was trying to interject with, and this is part of our COVID anxiety part two. Yes, yes. Uh, how, how I could not have gotten that from a dance is beyond me. It was interpretive. It was for your interpretation. I think I did a good job of it. I, oh. I interpreted as, <laughs> what is she doing? <laughs> I interpreted oh as God, like... being a fuckwit. But anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, cool, cool, well, cool, 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 That's cool. a good start. <laughs> anyway, well, this was your topic to research, so you can, like, start talking us through it. Yeah, mate. So... The thing I found, I, this sort of came up, um, disenfranchised grief came up when I was going through the news, looking at the ABC, um, you know, and one of, the concepts, <clears throat> one of the concepts that came up was this thing of disenfranchised grief. Like the headline was, you know, 
have you been feeling really shitty because of your cancelled holiday? Here's probably why. And I'm like, hit me up, man. Tell me. You tell me why. So supposedly there's this thing called disenfranchised grief. Now we all know what grief is. Grief is something that you experience when uh, someone in your life uh, passes away. Um, And you have a grieving process with that because, you know, you had something in your life that you held dear to you and all of a sudden it's gone. Right. Yeah. That's a process that's, you know, made very aware to a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life. Um, And it's something that we can all understand. So when a person in our community is experiencing the grief of a loved one, um, we sort of rally behind them. We give them as much support as we can. We say to them, you know, take your time. Like this is a loss that, you know, your life now has to adapt to. And you deserve the time and the energy and the love and the support to make that change to your life to adapt to this, this loss, right? Yeah, this traumatic event, yeah. This traumatic event, right. So the concept of disenfranchised grief is essentially grief of other things that you are made to feel uh, is like the feeling of grief is invalid, right? Yeah, so like loss, loss of job, holidays, weddings being cancelled, yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So grief is, you know, is a spectrum, mm. right? We experience a great amount of grief when we lose a loved one, whether it's, you know, so a member of our family, a member of our community, a, a, a hero slash idol, um, a pet. Like we experience such loss because we know that those things are gone and there's nothing that we can do to make those things come back or these people come back, sorry, I should say. Yeah. Right? Whereas when it's to do with, you know, as you said, which has happened for a lot of people, like so many people across the earth have lost their job. Yeah. So many people across the earth have, you know, um, had to cancel a holiday. Yeah. Or um, had to pull their kid out of school or, you know, have lost that sense of community because they, 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 don't have they they can't get in contact with people so they've you know there's been cancelled plans cancelled events uh weddings that were supposed to go ahead like our poor cousin was supposed to get married in june and is constantly having to put it back push it back you know i don't think they're getting married in october either but anyway i know i know they deserve so much better yeah um but you know little things like that that albeit they are not probably as traumatic as the loss of a loved one. There is a process or a degree of grief that goes on behind it. So Mm -hmm. to put it into a perspective of my own personal experience. Yeah. um, So at the end of last year, I, you know, had decided that I was going to go on the holiday of a lifetime. I think after a long period of time where I was in relationships where I didn't feel like I was allowed to do things without permission. Yeah. Either because those people made me feel that way or not. I didn't feel like I was allowed to do things by myself that would make me happy without them along my side or the, mm. them, their permission. Right. Yeah. So one of those things was holidaying. I 
have always, always, always wanted to go to Morocco and I never felt like I would be allowed to go alone for Mm. a variety of reasons. And I was always so scared and I always felt like I needed people's permission. And, you know, at the end of last year, I was really coming into my own and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this work because this is something that I'm going to regret for the rest of my life if I don't do. Right. Yeah. So I had decided that I was going to do this big trip five weeks. I was going to do like a two week tour around Morocco with a company. So I wasn't alone and I was really looking forward to it because it was this feeling of finally, finally, I'm doing something that is just for me that I mm. don't have to feel guilty about, you know, like I, I feel like I'm always putting other people first and I allow myself to go last and I'm doing damage to myself because I feel guilty sometimes putting myself first. Right. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, the holiday got canceled obviously because of Corona yeah. And look, I was really lucky. Like our, our parents had also organized a trip and they've really struggled with getting a lot of like their money and deposits back. Oh, they've been, was, like, people have been so bad with them, like not even letting them like reschedule a credit or yeah, yeah reschedule their, their holiday with them. Yeah. Like it's pretty much Whereas, not, you lose your money. Yeah. Whereas the only thing I think I've only, I've lost money on was like a ticket into European ticket, like flight. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? It's one thing. That's fine. Yeah. You know, the next time, and it's like that thing of like, oh, but it's just a holiday. Like you'll go again. And it's like, yeah, I know I go again. And I know for a fact that when I do get to go, I'm going to have like, I'm going to be able to have um, a better idea of what I can book. I'll have more time to do research. I'll make the holiday better in so many ways because it's like 2.0, right? Yeah. But that's not the thing I'm grieving. The holiday itself is not the thing I'm grieving. The thing I'm grieving that I've had, I had trouble coming to terms with was that loss of control again over my own life. Because finally, Mm. this was an action for me that was going to be, you know, groundbreaking, taking control of my own life, you know, allowing myself the opportunity to do something just for me that made Mm. me happy that I've been dreaming about for years and have never allowed myself to see the reality in it. And so finally that decision to take control and be like, you know what, I have this life, I'm going to live it, you know, and if people are going to stand in my way, then I don't want them in my life. Yeah that whole action, that whole, you know, thing of like, this is my life. I'm taking control. I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm not hurting anybody has now gone completely out the window. I've lost control over my own life. And that little holiday, the loss of that little holiday and the meaning that it held for me is it's more than just a holiday. So I now had to grieve the process of the control I had just regained and I over think, my own life and it probably feels a bit more so too because your last relationship which you had a lot of ptsd from um and a lot of your sort of anxiety issues not my last not, not my last relationship no, so not your one last prior. one sorry yeah the one before that sorry yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. my bad the, 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 um but the, the relationship i had with my abuser Let's yeah, yeah the right. I've dated a lot of people. I've just realised there's been like two people since then. Oh my god. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> sorry, those previous people. I don't think of you that way. <laughs> not you guys. Um, not, not you two. Guys. The other one. <laughs> the other one. Sorry. It's just, yeah, I'm so yeah. tired right now. Anyway. Um, anyway, go on. I can understand that, like, because that would help with sort of, like, the healing process because you're doing Definitely. something that you're in, you're in control of. That's why, like, you see, like, people who make, like, pilgrimages and all that sort of stuff is because... Mm. Or like, uh, you know, they've gotten over how their life is. So they quit their job and they just do whatever they want to yeah. do. Like, you know, the trip of a lifetime because it's something that they've they held do. themselves back. They held themselves back. Um, they want control in their life. They want to enjoy their life. Mm-hmm. And having mm-hmm. that sort of taken away from you would be really, yeah. really hard. And I, like, I, how I see it like with mum and dad, like, mum in her job like it's it's pretty tough and like she always like going on a holiday for her at the end of the year it's like gives her something to look forward to and it's just like you know this year it's a bit tough but it's fine because I got you know this many days or this many weeks to like you know I'm going on my holiday and she doesn't have that now and I I know like the years when she doesn't go she's so depressed because she's just like yeah Oh, I have nothing to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. And last year was actually that year. Like her and yeah. dad had decided that they were not going to go on holiday so they could save up more time. So then they could go on a larger holiday and make the most of it. And now they're like, we should have gone. Like, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do the thing that was going to make us happy when we had the opportunity? So for them now, it's that grief of, you know, it's the loss of, that one thing that they've been looking forward to for two years straight, one thing. And so the, the, the thing with disenfranchised grief, right, is that it could be anything, the loss of anything. It could be like someone cancelling plans on you last minute. Yeah. It could be, um, you know, oh, you know, a friend of mine, she had booked her ha- herself to get a haircut you know, it was supposed to be this week and then the lockdown came in and now she's like, now I can't get my hair cut. It's ruined. Like, what am I going to do? Look at my hair. Like, it's those little things that, you know, I mean, we were talking about in the last episode, we've got like a really fast pace culture, right? We push ourselves, we push ourselves, we push ourselves, but that we always allow ourselves the little things, right? Yeah. So for some, for some of us, it's getting your nails did, getting your eyelashes did, getting your hair did. Um, for other people, it could be going on a hike on the weekend or, you know, getting bruised up with your mates on a Friday night after work. Me. Yeah. <laughs> um, or it could be like going out for brunch with your friends, little things like that. The loss of those little things that made all the hard work that we pushed ourselves through worthwhile we should be allowed to grieve that. And I think there's this inherent sort of um, mentality of, oh, you're upset because you don't get to go to brunch, boo-hoo, poach an egg at home. It's like, no, like I understand that I'm very lucky. I understand that, you know, this is something little, but for me, the loss of this one little thing is disappointing and you're allowed to feel that disappointment. And, you know, it's not, the same sort of grief um grieving experience that you would have um with conventional grief yeah in that there's not that sort of support behind you it's like okay well cancel your holiday get over it like it's yeah. done what and, are you gonna and, do about it and i think the thing as well is that people tend to try to like 
guilt you as well. Yeah. Because they kind and of go like, and invalidate your feelings. It's just like, oh, so what if you can't go on your holiday? So-and-so has passed away from this. It's like, I understand that. that yeah. and, and that's really, really sad. Yeah. But this doesn't make it okay too. And I, I don't know, like yeah. about, I don't know what you think of this, but mm. that's that's a thing. Like, also, a lot of workplaces don't really have a good culture. From a lot of the people okay. that I speak to, don't have a really mm-hmm. good culture. And yeah. people are just like, oh, well, you know what? It doesn't matter because it pays for the things that I enjoy. Now that those things yeah. are taken away, and yeah. you go, bloody hell, this is like a shit show. This is a shit show of a situation. And yeah. I think a lot more people are starting to reflect upon the fact. And I think that probably also adds to the grief too, is that when mm-hmm. those things are taken away, it's kind of like, what's the point? What's the point yeah. of me working like a dog for shit pay? Yeah. Which is a lot of people these days, especially like in our generation, where yeah, we work sure. like a dog for ship pay we have nothing to show for it we do like the little things like going on a holiday or yeah, you know that make it that, worthwhile that make it worthwhile that make us go okay you know this you know despite it being a shit place and a shit culture and there's no support or anything like that well it mm. doesn't matter because in the end it still pays my bills and when you take that yeah. all away that doesn't really help either yeah and I, and I yeah. think, like, you know, as I was saying before, like, you have nothing to look forward to. Like, that, you know, and I and I think as well, it's like, you know, mum and dad said, you know, we should have just taken that holiday last year. And I think it's it, maybe it might make people kind of go, you know, maybe we should be just doing the things that we we want to yeah. do. And that, yeah, that is... And that is such a new concept because you get people from like the older generation going, you want everything. It's just like, no, we just want to have like a happy (laughs) life. (laughs) And like, we can't, we're not a generation that can afford houses and all this stuff like your generation could. So yes, like we do want to have a house. We do want like to have that security. Um, And we want to have things that make us happy like you did because, you know, you had your house and you still could go on holiday. Yeah. But I think as well, like, you know, in terms of that sort of generational thing, Mm. we have so many, how can I say it? Like we have so many things accessible to us. Yeah. That if we worked towards it, we could get it in terms of like holidays, in terms of Mm. going out for lunch with friends, like, you know, why not? Why not do it if you can? If it's going to make you overall happy, mm. then of course. Um, but I think as well, like you could be looking at those little things that you've been doing to help you get through. And now that you don't have them, you're having to reanalyze um, what really does make you happy. And I think mm. that sort of plays into what I was, um, or what the other thing I wanted to talk about was a loss of sense of self because you know, you might have extra time on your hands now to actually analyse your life, Um, which, I mean, for a professional overthinker like me, I do every damn day. Mm. But, you know, I think for some people, they now have the time to actually focus on the little things and it might be driving them a bit batty. It might be their first um, 
experience with sort of like anxiety and overthinking. Um, but sometimes you might look at your life and I think particularly now we have that chance and you, you think, how did I get here? Yeah. How did I get to the point? And then, or you, 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 you say, for example, it's like, okay, well, I've pushed myself through this job, which I thought I absolutely loved. And I got to go on holiday all the time. And I, you know, got to hang out with my work friends and we go out for drinks and do all these things. And now that all of those things are gone, it's like all this energy you funneled into this job or maybe this friendship group or whatever it is, it, you could be looking at it now and being like, that actually doesn't make me happy. So mm. where am I at now? Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do with this information? Where do I go from here? Especially if like sometimes like the only way you've been able, like for example, friendship groups and mm. your main source of connection is the fact that you drink. Yep. Like, and there's like no actual meaningful conversation and now all like, you know, you go out to bars and all that sort of stuff. And when that's mm. taken away, it's like, oh, do we actually have anything really in in common because i've experienced that with people in the past like i'm not friends the people that i used to go out with all the time and i'm not friends with them anymore because the whole thing that we had in common was we partied yeah yeah Yeah. and i think and i think that does the loss of sense of self is like a really crazy thing because like the thing that i've experienced and it's a it's fucked up but For me, this whole situation with COVID has exacerbated my anxiety. Yeah. Because my whole, like, my whole thought, thought process and how my depression sort of affects me is that, you know, I have been suicidal. And then yeah. things like, because I've been going to a therapist for like the last two years, I actually mm. want to live. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I do go like I like I said, you know, a couple of um, on our first episode, you know, about a month and a half ago, like I did have like suicidal thoughts again, but I never like before would actually try to plan them out and try to act on them. I actually tried to fight against those feelings. And with like, and I probably sound like a crazy person, especially to the people I work with, because I've been pretty vocal about it. But I'm Mm -hmm. just like, I got diagnosed with finally with asthma last year <laughs> yeah uh, you know that was um, a long and painful process yeah you to the point where you actually had the yeah. validation that there was something wrong. And, and I know and I know my lungs are super freaking weak from the amount of damage that's happened to them because I wasn't yeah. diagnosed properly um yeah. and the one thing that you know the people that COVID affects the most are people who already have respiratory issues now yeah. I work in retail that is yeah, you face super, with people every day super anxiety inducing especially because yeah. you know people come in they don't use hand sanitizer not wearing their masks or you know they're not they're from hot spots coming in because they, they've sneaked through and yeah. it's just kind of like i don't want to die and i get so stressed out and and, and but at the same time too because I've experienced all these sort of suicidal things in the past. Like that's really challenging my sense of self as well. And it's just makes yeah. me even more anxious. So yeah. Yeah. Would you say it's ch- challenging your self- sense of self in a good way though? In a good way. Yes. Mm-hmm. But because like I'm trying to change a, mm-hmm. a very deep, deep rooted 
thought of I shouldn't yes. be here that I've had for the last yes. 20 years. And they're like, if yeah. anyone who has been like that or like who suffers from depression for a really long time, uh, changing mm. your schemas or your what you think of yourself is mm. super hard to do. And even positive things can can actually be anxiety inducing because it's I, like it's fucked up but like you your normal is a fact that yeah. for me my normal is that I want to die <laughs> yeah my yeah. normal so is like, hang on yeah yeah so the, fact that, so the fact that I'm like wait what is this feeling that I want to live like even that sort of anxiety inducing and a lot of people yeah. who are, who suffer from depression feel this so that's why making in positive pet changes is really really hard yeah of course because the positive changes, even though fucking amazing and you're making that change, can also be anxiety-inducing. Well, it's a foray into the unknown, I guess. Mm, exactly, because Which that's not your normal. always scary. Yeah. 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 I think the thing is, as well, is, like, I, I don't know about you, but in terms of, like, the foray into the unknown, like, yes, absolutely, it's scary. I think what we're facing right now, particularly with, you know, our whole lives have changed. Every single mm. person on the planet, their life has changed to some way or another. And that's a huge unknown. And I think something that naturally we do is we run away from the unknown mm. or we laugh in the face of the unknown because we think we know better because we've lived a certain amount of time yeah. doing things in a certain way, right? Yeah, or we so, ignore it too like we yeah just, well that's what i was gonna say when we're faced sometimes with the reality of you know xyz doesn't work xyz needs to be addressed we kind of just go oh i don't see these signs and sometimes we ignore it we run away from it or we distract ourselves right hmm. i think something that you're doing which is awesome is you're allowing yourself to go through that experience rather than you know allowing yourself to be engulfed in this feeling of things are changing i'm not used to it this is the unknown for me instead of allowing yourself to be engulfed in those feelings and being like no nah, i don't want to deal with this i'm just going to push forward the way i always do you're actually accepting the change into your life and you're yeah. accepting the signs and you're pushing yourself through mm. the signs as opposed to away from them and i yeah. think that's really awesome yeah and like, I think that's like a, a, one of the only positives that I found out of COVID is that now I feel yeah. motivated to work towards the things that I want to do. Cause I'm like, you know what? I want to live and I also want to live the life that I want to live. So I'm going to work towards that. And yeah. I, I know that's not for everyone. And I probably sound like I'm fucking bragging, but you know, little wins are little wins. Um, but the always, thing is as well, like, always want to celebrate your wins. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, but the thing is as well, like what you touched on before about, you know, going into the unknown is that what makes this time more, more sc like scarier is the fact that we don't know when this is going to end. There's no yeah. freaking end day. And I could yeah, not exactly. imagine like how, like that would play so much into people's minds as a sense, like loss of sense of self, because it's just like, Absolutely. well, what is, and also on top of that too, what is going to be normal once this ends? Like the Absolutely. world is not going to be the same after this. There's so much shit going on outside of COVID. Mm. That's and that's also that's something happening. also that I wanted to talk about as well in terms of like you know disenfranchised grief and 
you know, not having the social support to grieve the little things that you've lost from your life. Hmm. You know, as you were saying, like, there can be a lot of judgment from all sides. Like, why do you care about this when, you know, you know, there's this happening with COVID. I think something that has come up a little bit, obviously on social media, because it's not like I talk to people much anymore. We in a, we are in a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> like I am not just coming across random people in a bar. And them oh my God. Some bullshit. Like, like, oh my God. Like social media stalking is now the new norm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, like, you know, people put stuff in this. I mean, I put stuff in my stories a lot about things that I'm passionate about. And Mm. something that came up recently that sort of really irked me Mm. was someone being like, you know, you only care about things when they're a trend, right? So people people who have, who at the time, at the moment, are talking about the devastating bombing in Beirut, not bombing, sorry, the devastating explosion in Beirut and the civil unrest that's, you know, come afterwards but, but have a posted on the same day about yeah. black lives matter yeah. we like we are allowed we are multifaceted human beings we are not mm-hmm. one dimensional we can like rock music and we can like pop music we can care about beirut we can care about black lives matter we can care about indigenous lives matter we can care about what's happening in poland at the moment we can care about so many things and we can care about the fact that there are, you know, COVID-19 outbreaks in nursing homes. And we can also care about the fact that we can't have a mimosa and a poached egg with our friends. We can care about so many things and we can be upset about so many things on so many mm. levels. And I think that there's this inherent, like, need within our community to look down on other people for their choices. And it's like, I am allowed I am allowed to grieve the loss of my community. I am allowed to grieve the loss of my bottomless branch. I am allowed to grieve for the many lives lost across the world due to civil unrest. Mm. I am allowed to confront the patriarchy. I am allowed to confront systemic racism. And I am allowed to be upset about the fact that Uber Eats doesn't deliver here and now I can't get pizza. And and, and to me, <laughs> the whole fucking thing about it being a trend fuck you honestly because in the end a lot of us have not experienced these things so it hasn't come to our attention but we educate ourselves and that's how change fucking happens we don't bury our heads like you know i understand like growing up and you know at school we learned about um the civil rights movement in america But we didn't know about, like, for example, people learnt about the Tulsa fucking um, massacre, right? Through Watchmen. Yeah. That is such a big part of America's history that no one knew about. And that's, and a lot of people are like, this also happens. Like, I didn't know a lot of, I understood that a lot of, you know, some, a lot of black people were getting killed by the police, but I didn't realise the history behind police in America and police brutality, I, yeah. and Bruce, police brutality, because one, we're in Australia. Yeah. But on top of that too, we didn't know about the stuff in Australia because Australia loves to hide Sleeps their history, the loves yeah. to hide their history. The only yeah. thing I know about Australia in terms of indigenous people is that we, that the British came here, yeah. pretty much tried to kill them all off or breathe them out during the stolen generation. But I didn't yeah. know about any of the other stuff because we never learned that in school. So yeah, absolutely. We, 
this time, because we have slowed down and we have looked yeah. at this world that we're living in gone, this is fucking shit. Like this world that we live in is not fair for everyone yeah. that lives in it. And yeah. we need to make a change. And yeah. I'm really loving all the things I'm seeing from people who have experienced this with the Black Lives Matter movement and the indigenous rights and all that sort of stuff. I love mm. hearing their stories because I didn't know about any of this. And it's not a fucking yeah. trend. It's we didn't know about this before because it's not our personal experience. Exactly. And I think the thing is as well is, you know, going back to that sort of thing about, you know, you know, loss, right? Yeah. We have lost touch with the community that binded us to this idea that it's okay to be willfully and deliberately ignorant. Yeah. You know, we, we are in a time that we have so much information accessible to us, but didn't actually know where to get it from, mm. you know? And, and now so many people have so much time on their hands to be like, okay, let me hit you up with this information. Like, let me, let me show, throw some education at you. Let me share some sources. And I think it comes from this thing that, we've taken a step back from our every single day lives where we push ourselves and we just, we focus on our life and our career and getting home and making dinner and, you know, working out and doing all this stuff that we've actually been able to stop and look at the system, look at the type of community we have, look at the type of governments we have and be like, am I okay with this? And for some people like at the moment, I think they're in the same category of people that didn't really want to wear masks, didn't really care for social distancing, would still hang out with their friends, have house parties, like stuff like that. Are the same and type of people. Faith in the blood who, of Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> We're not talking about that now. No. Um, but you know, those, those types of people who were just like, nah like COVID social distancing shaking hands with your elbow you look like a dickhead are the same type of people who will be like what are these people protesting about it's fine get over it like no like we have such an opportunity for fundamental change and I think you know the 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 opportunity has been presented to, it's is presenting itself so strongly to us mm. that we're seeing it in so many different ways. We could be seeing it in the sense of like, oh, I thought I was a morning person. Turns out I hate the mornings. I'm a nighttime yeah. person. I'm going to change my routine to that. It could be my local MP is actually a bit of a dickhead. I'm not going to vote for them next year. Or it could be, hey, the world's really messed up. What can I do? How can I use my voice? to change things. It could be in terms of advocating for a more family friendly workplace. Like say, for example, I saw an article at the start of quarantine about women um, who had used their maternity leave and then were able to work from home and take care of their kids, which is something that's not an option normally, right? They have their three months and it's back to work, your kids somewhere. And you know, there's, a lot of women who would give up their careers because they don't feel like they're allowed to juggle both. Whereas now a lot of workplaces are going, Hey, this is an option. We can actually, you can actually work from home full time if you need to, because you've got a young kid, you don't have to give up your career just after the three months that you've had your maternity leave, you know, or you don't have to sacrifice time you would want to spend with your child just for your career. Like it goes both ways. So many 
opportunities for change have presented themselves. But I think the main thing is that we're being confronted with change within ourselves. I think there's a lot of things within us that have come up that it may be, you know, unresolved trauma or actually it's mainly probably just unresolved trauma that we've been pushing away for a long time that now we can't hide from anymore. We've got the opportunity to confront it. And I think it's such a wonderful opportunity to grow. And, you know, growth and healing is such a horrible process because you have to relive the trauma. It is hard. But I think in losing ourselves, we're able to find ourselves. Like, it sounds like such a cliche, but in losing grips towards the things that disguise our true selves, Mm lifting that mask off, you know, actually keep your mask body on, but you know what I mean? We're able to really evaluate our lives and really evaluate our happiness and really evaluate our boundaries and look at the things that we've been preventing ourselves from feeling like true happiness. Yeah. And and like, that's a thing like I've, I've noticed as well, like I'm, you know me, I'm not really a social person in the best of times, but the fact that that's, completely being taken away now pretty much I spend yeah. all my spare time sort of just like evaluating myself like you know yeah. what is gonna make me happy um and I and pretty much like this year has been sort of like the, all this stuff is pretty much been a year of almost self-discovery because I'm just like what doesn't make me happy yeah and what do I need to do in order to change that and assess yeah. that and work towards that and that's what I'm trying to do do now but that's very scary because it's just like you know we have this like you know I had this idea like I need to stay in this job for the rest of my life and I hate it but you know like I need to stay here because I should feel lucky that I have a job at the moment but it's just like but it's like as an introverted person like you know and yes like the interactions I have with people I do enjoy but at the same yeah. time too, it's the volume of it that I can't handle. Yeah. yeah. And I need to recharge. And I think yeah. I need to be in a, a job that allows me to do that, which is working for yeah. myself. So that's what I'm trying to work towards at the moment. But at the same time too, I can understand that with all this stuff that's going on at the moment, um, I think as well what people will probably be affected too is that, with COVID, there's no end in sight. There's all yeah. this civil unrest at the moment. I think a lot of people also feel hopeless because they're kind of just yeah. like, one, where's the end? Two, yeah. where's the solution? Because in the end, yes, uh, a vaccine is trying to be found at the moment for COVID, but even then, there's no guarantee that it'll actually be effective. Secondly, that, it takes so much time to go through trials. Yeah, exactly. It takes at least six months to properly trial stuff before it goes onto the, the market. That's how it works. That's how it's meant yeah. to work. Um, yeah. It's the same with, you know, the Black Lives Matters. Yes, we there are things that need to be done that should be done. But the issue is, is that the people that are in power mm-hmm. are either focusing negligent on co- or co- <laughs> negligent focusing on covid or just completely negligent like in the US 
yeah you know completely disregarding these these people right in australia too sorry in australia, yeah, yeah, australia too, too. Like yeah, we, yeah. Do, we do not give enough respect as oh god no you know, the government sorry the government does not give yeah. enough respect to our indigenous people oh the fact that they try to like ban protests and all that stuff and like people have the right to protest i understand this is like a bad time for it but at the same time too like i was having an argument with julian about it goes but you know like it's risking the safety i'm like but you know when are they going to do it? Because yeah. what's going to happen is like everyone gets so distracted because, you know, like I yeah. said, the fast paced world, yeah. everyone's going to forget about it. It's like, no, you need to do it at the height of it to make yeah. change. And that's something that came up across in our question time on Instagram. Yeah. That a lot of people are coming to, um, uh, are bumping heads with people that they had close to them, you know, family, friends, uh co-workers whatever that they thought they they had a lot in common but are now bumping heads on little things like you know covering your face yeah you know keeping your social your physical distance you know not going out and going to your mate's house for not no reason like people who are being sensible and being like yes okay we need to have restrictions but we also need to have rights and other people who are saying covid doesn't bother me like whatever and also fuck these people going out and protesting like people are losing those friendships because they're finding that this one particular difference in opinion is like a make or break break point yeah but anything but anything political is isn't it but at the same time too pandemic is not political no no (laughs) no but i'm but i'm talking about like like with you know it is the mask thinks is political. That is a political fucking tool, right? It is. Of people pushing their own agenda and stuff. Yes, it is. It's a political thing. Do you mean in terms of people not wanting to wear not masks wanting, or the yes. government making us? Okay. No, not wanting to. No, 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 no. Not the, no, no, yeah. no, not wanting to wear gotcha. masks, right? It's gotcha. the same with the Black Lives Matter thing and Indigenous rights. It's a political thing. But at yes, the same time too... And I, and I understand it's it's challenging those people and those relationships. But to me, it's just like if those people aren't willing to learn in order to make this world a better place, then mm. maybe it's better that you cut that toxicity out of your life because obviously those are the sort of people that you don't want to surround yourself with. But that's you, the thing, Soraya. That's, yeah. that's the loss. So, yeah. yes, I agree with you mm. that this is a political thing, but... What, we're, what, what we want to focus on is the fact that you're allowed to grieve those friendships. Like, yes, you are allowed to realise that you have friendships that aren't as compatible as you thought they were and you're allowed to be like, you know what, you're actually, this behaviour that you're presenting during this pandemic is actually quite toxic yeah. and you're allowed to cut that toxicity off, but you're also allowed to grieve that mm. loss of course because yeah i'm not saying i'm not your saying entire that normal yeah. ideal of life yeah. you know this is probably someone you've worked alongside or you've been friends with for like 10 years and all of a sudden one pandemic and you have this one disagreement and it's so heavy and so important that you can't your friendship can't withstand that disagreement do you know what i yeah. mean so you're losing friendships because of that that's why i sort of brought it up not because i think it's you know, not because I want to go into the political things of it, but I just think it's so important to acknowledge the fact that that's a loss that a lot of people are having. Yeah, and, and I totally understand that. And I think it's also as well, 
it's a sense of disappointment in those people too. Cause it's just like, especially, Absolutely. If, especially I've, I've, I've been, you know, I've spoken to people before where it's just like, you know, either a parent child dynamic or like, you know, an, an, like a senior family member that they've looked up to and they've had these negative opinions and they're just like, it's a sense of loss of like respect. Like what have I looked up to? Like, this is the person that I wanted to be when I was, you know, when I was older and now I've seen how they've reacted to this entire situation and it kind of like implodes your, your thoughts. And that's, that's another sort of loss of self and, you know, another thing they'll cause grief is that someone who you used to look up to yeah is not the person that you thought they thought they were yeah. which we've experienced yeah. with you know people that we know yeah and I think also like it goes in both ways it could be in a negative way and not so much a positive way but I mean you know you could as you were saying just then like you could see that the person you've looked up to your entire life has an entire difference of opinion to you and, and you find that concerning, mm. but also like one of our, um, one of our audience members sort of talked about how she's seeing her parental figure in an entirely different light because his behavior has changed so much because of the pandemic. Like he went from being someone who, you know, she always saw him as steadfast and strong and, you know, really powerful and not caring or not being fearful, I should Mm. say, to now being someone who's absolutely terrified to leave the house because it's a damn pandemic. It's terrifying. And I think we've seen that with our own father as well, in that, you know, this is normally a guy who's like, oh, I'll just go for a drive or I'll just go here to now being like, I don't want to drive anywhere. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, You know, and so you're sort of seeing those people in a time that, you know, they may have been the strongest person. Like, I mean, they're still probably the strongest person, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you've, you've, you've sort of held them up on this pedestal that now they've actually just become like a real human being, three-dimensional human but being. I, I, don't, I don't think it's Do you just, know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think it's just that. I think it makes it scarier. It makes the situation scarier. Because Absolutely. Because you, you see the person that, like, you have always seen these, like, strong and can get through anything. And then now like all you're of rock. This, your rock and now all of a sudden yeah. they're not and like you know that's not the fall of their own they're human and that happens but that that can be something really scary to experience too where you're just mm. like oh my god this is actually really really bad because the yeah. person that I look to for strength is terrified too and that's a loss again yeah yeah it's just one of those situations where our whole lives have been turned upside down and we're Mm. being confronted with situations with ideas with information that we've probably never allowed into our lives do you know what I mean yeah um we may have seen little bits and pieces of it but we may have sort of pushed it aside because it wasn't important and now it's here and we have to accept it and we have to confront it and I think that's a huge, huge undertaking to work through. Yeah. And I, and and I, I think it takes a lot of strength. And I think mm. a lot of the people that, you know, have really sort of analyzed, reanalyzed their lives, really looked at things and found 
the inspiration for change yeah are really powerful people because that takes a lot of strength yeah and i think as well like i think we need to you know i hate like people going oh stop being so triggered by everything like that's happening it's like no this is a super triggering time at the moment because we actually have to stop and assess where we are yeah as humans at the moment and what our society is like and i'm sorry like our society wasn't great (laughs) no it wasn't (laughs) society wasn't good and it's because we've had distractions to make us ignore those things now that we're being confronted by them and we can't run away we're trapped in our rooms or trapped at home having to like go through that and no yeah you could not go on the internet you could not go on your phone but what the fuck are you gonna do yeah i think doing something is you know it's definitely better than pushing things away yeah i think it's 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 a hard it's it's a hard process mm. to um to see life from a different side and to you know abolish all the ideals and ideas and maybe hopes that you had Mm. um but I think it's just, it's something that we're confronted with at the moment. And yeah, it's our new normal, our new reality. Everything's just turned upside down and we can either run with it and make something strong and powerful, or we can run away with, run away from it and go back to the way things were, which weren't great. Yeah. And like, I understand, I understand like that a lot of lives have been lost um, and a lot of absolutely and people have lost their lives and stuff like that. But the one thing that I've learned from being a history buff is that whenever something catastrophic happens, it, it is always a catalyst for change. Yeah. And in the time that we're living in at the moment, I'm hoping that it's a catalyst for positive change. Absolutely. And maybe that's Absolutely. A, maybe that might be the little silver lining. It's and, a terrible time. Yeah. And it's, you know, a a scary time and you know it's just it's a shit feeling. This being stuck during a pandemic is a shit feeling. Mm. But like you said, hopefully hopefully something as traumatic as this globally traumatic as this is going to be a catalyst for global change yeah and you know what the only thing that we can do is allow ourselves to make the changes that we need to make to make our lives better exactly and you know sometimes it's just the smallest things like you know sometimes Mm. you need to make the changes in your own personal life in order to make bigger changes outside of it um, little things, big things grow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, yep. <laughs> well, I think that's a really great, great place to sort of stop, mm. you know? Um, thank you so much to everyone for listening to this. I know that, um, you know, COVID is a really triggering subject at the moment and that's a valid trigger. Um, but thank you to everyone who took the time to listen to this. We're really hoping that um, our conversation, our discussion really resonates with you. Um, in saying that, we can keep the conversation going as well. You know, feel free to 
you know, slide into our DMs on Instagram or, you know, send us an email, um, you can get to us at the soznotsozpod at gmail.com, which is S-O-Z-N-O-T-S-O-Z-P-O-D. Um, and that's us on Instagram as well. You know, chuck us an email, slide into our DMs. I try to run some little like question things on our stories. So engage yeah. with those if you want. It'll make me feel better because yeah. I don't do any of that stuff. That's not my forte. <laughs> I like chatting with you. <laughs> I, I like, like being chatting a... with you. And like... Soraya likes doing the art. I like doing my art and just yeah. getting out and just Interacting for me is hard. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you. I, but you. at the same time, too, it doesn't mean that I do not appreciate you and love you for being here and interacting yeah. with you. I'm just a hardcore introvert and I'm just very, very shy. <laughs> yeah, bro. Thing is, though, right, because if you – seeing a story doesn't really go onto the socials very much, I don't tend to sign off my messages. So if you do slide into our DMs and it is full of profanity, it's surreal. Oh, God, yeah, it's definitely me. <laughs> and if I say something like, oh, sweetie, no, it's me. Yeah, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I call everyone sweetie, honey, lovely. And so I was like, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I know. Yes. We haven't. So what's one self-care thing you will probably do? Okay, so seeing as this is the week commencing um, two weeks from now, fuck it, I've lost track of this full full thing. I don't know. <laughs> um, the week that we are releasing this podcast, I will have gotten my hair cut, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. If not, we're in stage three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, dad, like dad, when he did my hair that one time in grade one for my school photos and it looked like I had a mushroom growing off my head. <laughs> no, yeah. I just buzz it off. It's fine. Just use no. the <laughs> Mum has told me that I have a very weird shaped skull. So that's a no from me. <laughs> um, so, so I will have got it. Mum was like, don't shave your head, mate. Just, just donate, okay? You've got a weird shaped head. You're going to get bullied. <laughs> um, yes, sorry. Um, my self-care activity, um, the week that we're releasing this, I will have got my hair done, um, hopefully, and I would have gone to the osteo because my back is stuffed. Ooh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Bam. What about you? Uh, well, since I've been like so exhausted from all the anxiety coming home, like, so I yeah. read a lot, but the last mm -hmm. like four to five months, because I've been so stressed and anxious about COVID and everything, I haven't had, I just haven't had the energy to read and I can't zen myself out or relax enough to read because I'll be like reading the same page a million times over and over again because of my anxiety and my mind racing. So I'm just wanting to just be able to like chill out and just read a book mm. and try and get, you know, in the zone and relax and just, yeah. I love it. Mm. I love it. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I and if I, and, and if I, if I read uh, a book, I'll let you know what it is and what my, my thoughts on it are. So Awesome. You can catch I, that on you can catch that on the Instagrams because I'll post it on there. 
Will you post it or will I post it? Will you oh, send no. me the photo and be like, here you go? <laughs> no, because it's me. I'll do like a little like uh, story time video live. And I read Ten this. Bucks says, it's, it's great. 10 bucks says you'll just send me a photo and be like, here you go, here's a book. Cool. Put I'm looking up. forward to that 10 bucks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got none, all right? I ain't got no $10. <laughs> ah, ah, you made the bet. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> hey, hey, it's COVID. I can't shake your hand. It's not a real bet. <laughs> but people High five. Uh, yep, but we have witnesses and yeah. They can't see us, sorry. They can only hear us. <laughs> yes, but I know that family members of ours have, are listening to this and they will corroborate with me. And I will right, everyone's on, sue your everyone's A on for my that $10. Here, <laughs> sorry. Everyone's on my side here, okay? No, no, no. Don't get it twisted. No, 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 no. Whatever. whatever yes, yes, whatever. yes, yes, yes. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this section of our podcast called Sibling Rivalry. <laughs> Where the older sister is far superior than the younger. Whatever, mate. All right, I'm, I'm the 2.0. You're the first pancake, all right? Don't you forget it. Uh, still edible and needed for the second one to happen. So this fuck up mate, is... I'm better. Huh? I'm better and I'm less burnt. <laughs> Look, you know, I fuck up so then you can thrive. That's our, that's our, uh... That is actually very true. <laughs> I do learn from your mistakes. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> and again, on this section of sibling rivalry. <laughs> We're off. Goodbye, everyone. Ciao. Bye. <laughs> Have a good week. Love you. <laughs> I love you more.